Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silbert Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, which is also the campus of Nicolay Bible Institute. And if you had never heard of either of those, I would encourage you to come and check us out either at uh, silbertranch.org or nicolaybibleinstitute.org. Nicolay Bible Institute is a one-year Bible college program that we offer for college-age students, but it doesn't have to be. We've had some older um, students or people come, I would say, and it's a great way um, to kind of have a solid foundation of biblical understanding and your relationship with God to then launch into life. It's not necessarily just for people going to ministry or going to Bible school, even though our classes that we do offer transfer into those schools, but it's a great opportunity to do that. But then also be exposed to learning how to serve. And within our context, it's camping ministry. But the other thing that we also have that you may or may not have heard about is the Wolf River Refuge, which is uh, another ministry of Silver Ranch that's located five miles down the road from camp. And it's uh, set on 11 acres along the Wolf River. And today we actually have a guest with us. Um, Aaron Kohler is our director over there. And so we've invited him on to kind of share the vision and the, and the direction of what we do over there because we have eight cabins and it's kind of, I call it a diamond in the rough. It's kind of hidden. It feels like you're in the middle of nowhere, but it, it displays God's beauty. Well, which with is the great. name Refuge, how else would you describe it? it? It sounds like you're going into this very private place, Yeah. Refuge. What's it a refuge for? To get away from the craziness of life. All right. Well, that's exactly what you need to do then. You need to come up and get away from the craziness of life. Um, Aaron, how long have you been around this place, the refuge? Uh, Yeah, I will say it is great to be with you guys. Thanks for allowing me to be with you. But I have been here managing the refuge since the beginning of the summer, since June. So you're an expert now. I am an expert in what we do (laughs) at the refuge, yes. Yes. Very good. Well, you know, it's fun to think of of places in the world where you can change your place and change your pace and challenge your perspective. And, and that's something they could do at the refuge. Describe what an experience like the, at the refuge might be like. Yeah, one of the things that I love about the refuge so much is that it offers a different experience for anybody in any walk of life. Uh, you can be an individual just looking to get away, like you said, step away from life and what's what's happening. You could be a family that's just looking to spend time together. You could be uh, a youth group looking to invest into students. You, uh, you could be a company that's coming to get together and talk about the future and what it looks like. So I love just the different uh, opportunities that you have at the refuge to step away from everyday life and focus in on what's most important in what you're doing right now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy because in our world today, people don't take time to do that. Right. They don't take time to get away to understand um, the importance of being still. In fact, uh, distractedness. I'm reading a book on distractedness right now. And, And the idea is we no longer know how to sit and be silent do you do silent retreats we we certainly do yeah and what is that exactly what is a silent retreat for someone who's in a noisy world <laughs> yeah oh well it's difficult is, is what it is but uh it's yeah just an opportunity to put down uh so many of the things that keep us occupied some of the things that are really good and helpful tools um but again the practice of just being quiet and listening uh is is something that i think is missing in this world so how do you encourage that? Do you, that do you take all their cell phones when they come and put them in the lockbox or what, what do you do I, I do not. However, the internet is not real great, so they're not going to have a lot of 
opportunity to do that, uh, <laughs> but it's just the encouragement for for us to practice that on our own and put things down and put things away and just focus on being quiet and listening. Okay. Well, you know, how many cabins again are there? What's the capacity? If I want to, if I'm interested in this, why? What's the number I can bring, and, and what's the ideal? Yeah, so there are eight cabins, and we have the ability to go up to right about 60 people. Okay. It'd be pretty full, but we could get up to 60 people. Now, is it completely developed? Are we developing it, or what? where are we at in the in the stage of ministry? You know, things start with an idea. Uh, obviously, this is beyond the idea. We, we have buildings. We have. Right. So where are we in our development process of the ministry Uh, yeah we're pretty developed as far as being able to come in right now uh, with an individual or with groups and uh, do whatever it is that you're looking to do whether it be in cabins or in a lodge or even have food there or different activities but we're always in the process of dreaming uh, about creating spaces where more people can come more people can connect more people can get away from what they're going through so we're always talking about next phases that we can add just to uh, better the facility but it's pretty ready uh to go as far as anybody coming in and any group coming in ready to go uh and connect in any way that they need okay now when you when you uh you weren't always a part of silver birch ranch you were a pastor at a church yes sir and you worked with jason that's right yeah Yeah. and and the two of you were working on you know jason was working program your groups came up and used it so in a church if you're a pastor at a church right now how would you take advantage of both either the refuge or camp or Nicolay Bible? How would you take advantage of the ministries here? It, because you've been on that side yeah. where you've looked at it and been a part of that. Yeah, I think yes to all of those things. Um, I think if I'm if I'm a pastor, I know that I've got young students uh, that are seeking what God wants next, and I really do believe that Nicolay Bible Institute is a great starting point uh, for those who are just asking questions. Like whether you know or don't know what the next step for you is, it's a great opportunity, a great year, just to step away uh, again and focus in on what God has for you as an individual. Uh, so I yeah, I would spend time encouraging students to at least take a peek and investigate at what Nicolay is is all about. For the refuge, um, as an individual pastor, I'm looking to spend time there alone uh, just to get away. We have a lot of pastors that come or individuals that come and will spend time just praying for several days. Some are just looking to be quiet and refocus their thoughts. And man, I I really could have used that as a pastor, just a place to get away. And I I hope as a manager, I'm someone that can always be a listening ear. Uh, I've I've always been interested in that as a pastor, uh, to talk to someone who doesn't have an opinion, who's not necessarily invested invested in what I'm doing um, and will just listen. Uh, so I'm always looking for those those opportunities. As far as Silver Birch goes, this was always a great partnership for us. Um, it's a place where Jason and his team and so many others did all of the things that you don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time doing and working towards. Um, it allowed me to invest into our students and leaders. Um, he did all the other stuff so that I could do what I felt only I could do and invest 
invest in the lives of the students that we brought and the leaders that we brought. So all three are great opportunities for any pastor, and I, I would definitely be looking for those opportunities. Yeah, one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is relationships and just being intentional in that sense. And, and one of the things that I think that we try to focus on here at Silbert Ranch in, included in all of our ministries, whether it's Silbert Ranch or Nicolay Bible Institute or now even the Wolfer Refuge, is we're looking for ways for to take you out of your current context, but to do life with people in a way that's apart from distractions. And so for at Silbert Ranch, you know, during the summer or during our year-round retreats, that's that's what it's focused on. And we have like the horseback riding and and the zip lining because as you do life together, it breaks down barriers so that way you can speak truth and wisdom in, into each other's lives. And so as we develop the Wolf River Refuge, it's it's kind of doing that in the same way, but almost in a more intentional way. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that it was fun to see is I had a chance to work alongside you this summer a little bit as we hosted a youth group there for a week. And so we had a youth group of about 25, 30 maybe yep. come in. And the, the unique, unique thing about the Wolf River Refuge that makes it a little bit different from Camp SBR is it's smaller. And so this youth group took over the whole place. And it provided the same camp-like atmosphere, but with just their group. Where if you've, if you've been to, to Silver's Ranch before, you come up and, and you might come with a group that's just your group. You know, but oftentimes when you come to camp, there's other people that you may not know. Right. And there's a different dynamic there. And so as we look at the Wolf River Refuge, the word that comes to mind, I think, a lot is discipleship. You know, where we can be a little bit more intentional to to invest in each other's lives and, and come up and, and in, invest in the lives of the people around us. And so whether it's, you know, youth groups or life groups or small groups, whatever your church calls it, the Wolf River Refuge can be a great place for that. And, and like you said, one of the things that we love to do is we love to come alongside and do the stuff that you don't want to plan. <laughs> yeah. right. You know, that's what we're good at. We're good at doing the things that you don't want to plan. That way you could just come and be, you know. And so sometimes we have groups that come up with a speaker. Sometimes we don't, you know. And so between if you need want to come up and it's like, man, we just don't have somebody that would encourage us. Just let us know. Yeah. We could do that. Um I mean, Dave, I'll volunteer you anytime. Don't yes. you? <laughs> but no, reality, we can. Well, we can. Any of the three guys in this room would be glad to sit right. and share with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And yeah. so it's a lot of fun. And, and and even on a very silly sense, you know, the Wolf River Refuge does have real mattresses. So if, <laughs> if you've yep. been to Silver Trans before and you're like, I just don't know if I can do another camp bed. We do have real mattresses over there. So. Yep. Do we have fake ones here? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good response. <laughs> They're great. They're very comfortable, if, and and I would encourage you for a weekend. It will not. It would be a great experience here at, at yes. camp as well. Well, you know, whatever I, I tell anyone who complains about the mattresses, it's not a problem uh, that money can't solve. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> you know, so if you want to, you know, donate for all brand new mattresses, let me know. We'll we'll figure out how to use them. Yeah. And uh, get them in there. You know, it, it's interesting though, Jason. You and I have talked about the philosophy of of ministry because we grew up in the same church with the same background. My dad was our pastor and uh, we learned to serve at camp. I mean, yeah. the, the whole purpose of the ministry, it was something that a pastor had to have in my dad's eyes. Yeah. And not only did he have to have it, but he needed to be a part of it so that he could demonstrate what it was like to serve and to be a part of something like this. So, he actually drove up from Chicago in the summers. He would drive up on a Monday. He would go home on a Thursday, take care of church duties the rest of the week, and drive back up on a Monday, and he did that all summer. And, and he did it so that he could be here with the high school, college kids that were serving because that's what the church did. And if that's what the church did, then he needed to be here because that's, he was a part of it. 
And growing up, I, I really heard over and over again, you know, kids are off in the summer. That's when we kick it into high gear. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm sad today in a lot of respects thinking a lot of churches now put it in low gear yeah. and say, right. you know, let's do very little. And I'm thinking this is the opportunity and it slips away. You're not going to have an opportunity during the school year to go away for a week, mm-hmm. you know, with the kids. You might get a weekend. You might get some other things. And we have those opportunities. But, but, but for a whole week. And then the whole ministry has taken on the idea of supporting that local church. And in some cases, it's rare. In many cases, I guess it's rare. So, for example, as Aaron was talking, he would come up. Do, we would do the things that he didn't want to do, which is basically spend forever in meetings trying to figure out programming. Yeah, the game. Yep. Yeah, so we would the do scheduling, that. Yep. all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah, so we would take care of that, and therefore his adults got to be with the kids they yep. came up with. Yeah, and that's the critical part. Yep. Even more, uh, I think, impactful in many ways is when I see a pastor come up here and serve with their kids, whether it be rake leaves, menial tasks, yep. you know, do dishes, just serve, and do it with the the kids from their church, the the junior high, high school kids, or whatever it might be. And believe me, that's a rare sight, you know, mm-hmm. to see that. But when you do, it, those pastors have a, a special relationship with those kids because they've gone out, and that's what you and I talk about growing up with. Yeah. Uh, so I want to encourage anyone that listens to us that's in church leadership to think about how can you use places to demonstrate what life should be like because that's how kids are changed. Uh, I'm amazed at uh, how messed up young people are today that come to our ministries. Mm. And they come from churches. Yeah. Mm. So I'm looking at that going, okay, what is it? How is it that we can partner better to help on this? And what I'm finding, I think, and, and I could be totally wrong, is that young people today don't have the time to see the models in their life. The models in their life are basically more YouTube, television, somewhere else. I'm not up on all the places. TikTok. Whatever you know, I'll, I'll help right, supplement right. your, you your vocabulary yeah. here, Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might have to give me a new vocabulary too. <laughs> but bottom line really is, are they, are they actually seeing healthy marriages? Are they actually seeing them? Right. Yeah. Are they actually seeing healthy families? Do they actually hear other kids talk about families that work, that actually they like being a part of? And, and that's really the key. It isn't so much telling people that God has a plan. It's telling people and showing them yeah. at the same time. And when you get away to a camp or a, or a center like the Refuge or whatever it might be, you get an opportunity to, to share life for a little bit. And, and I like it when they can come up for a whole week. I mean, if you can come up for a week yeah, you, you, to serve, to be with. Even if you come up with a group to the Refuge and uh, you build a memory, I bet you each one of you guys have memories with family or Absolutely. older people in your life that, that have still with you to this day. Oh, totally. Yep. That have helped shape them. Well, that's not by mistake. Right. So if you can go out and learn to fish on the Wolf River while you're here, and you do that with your son, you do that with a friend, that becomes a memory for the rest of your life that you go back and talk about. Absolutely. And, and that's what relationships are built on. 
Um, I remember um, there was a, I was determined to see if if I could do something I knew nothing about and develop relationships through that process. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had but before Aaron's time over at the Wolf River, we had um, a, a group of men go over there and we did a, a, a fly trout, fishing fly fishing weekend. Yeah, yeah. I never touched a fly fishing pole before that. <laughs> and and so I thought, okay, I'm in it with all you guys. So the guys were saying, do we need to be fly fishermen? I said, no, just come up. Yeah. We found a guy that knew how to fly fish, and he came over and spent about 20 minutes talking to all of us. And, and we did all kinds of fun stuff and tried to figure out how to do these things. And then we went and we walked the river the rest of the week and tried to figure out how to fly fish. Yeah. And uh, we had a ball. Yeah. And to this day, the guys laugh. As soon as they see me, there's one guy in particular who looks at me flashes me an 18 inch says something about 18 and laughs and doesn't want to talk to me because i got the biggest fish that <laughs> that's right up the river. <laughs> and the reason he laughs about it is because i had the fly fishing pole over my shoulder and i was walking up river and it grabbed it oh that's hilarious. i wasn't even fishing you weren't even at trying. the time <laughs> and i got the biggest fish of the week so and and, and so to this day our, our relationship has been oh. cemented yeah. Just from doing something we didn't even know how to do together. Right. And and, and, and the stories from that week, I mean, a, a guy at night, I had my truck there and he put all his fishing gear in there. And I took off early in the morning to get some coffee or something. And he came back and he came out and said, you know where my fishing gear is? And I said, oh, let me go check. And I went back and it was at the side of the highway. He had put <laughs> oh, it in funny. the truck. I had left the tailgate down. I, went, I didn't oh, even look man. in the back of the truck. And, and so I had his stuff scattered along Highway 55. And I was picking it up, and I brought it back. It was in the back of the truck when I got back there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about doing things yeah. together, you know. And, right. and when I say doing things together, like not going to watch a movie. Right. You know, like put your screens down. Yep. And I think that's why a lot of people, and you hear this, you know, even every weekend or summer, it's like when people come up, and you could be one of the listeners that says this, you know, it's like, man, this is just my refuge. This is my, like, safe place. This is where I love to come and get refreshed. And I think a lot of it is because we share these experiences. I mean, you talk about fishing, but then you, Dave, also learned how to hunt because, you know, now you have a son-in-law who hunts, you know, and so now you're getting deer. Um, we're actually going to be hosting a, a hunter's retreat at the Wolfer yeah. Refuge for uh, the opening of gun season here in Wisconsin. And so if you're looking for something to do relationally, you know, yes, you know, sitting in the woods quiet, you know, it's a balance there. But if you have a son or somebody that you want to yeah. like share and learn and invest into, because maybe it's even a shared interest, you know, Dave, you picked up hunting because your son-in-law did it right and you're like you wanted a common a common bond in your life with him and so i encourage you you know if you're looking for something to do come on out and hunt we're right on the edge of the nicolay national forest and if there's as many deer as i saw this spring out in the field <laughs> hopefully there'll be something that you'll yeah. see you know can't guarantee it you know but oftentimes you know the stories of hunting are better than the actual hunt itself right. i think sometimes right. but that'll be november 18th to the 20th um, at the Wolfer Refuge. So I encourage you, if that's something that either interests you or interests, you know, maybe somebody that you can think of, you know, let them know. Head over to wolferrefuge.org and uh, and check that event out because I think it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. And and that's just one event that we do, but you don't even have to come to an, a, like a right. scheduled right. event. Like we said, we come up and just hang out. You know, we've had groups of families come mm-hmm. and just share a weekend together, you know. So if you're part of a life group uh, or a, you know, small group, you know, the cool thing is you can come and the, the cabins are unique. 
You know, yeah. for those of you who've been to Silver Ranch, like you think of cabins, you think of bunk styles, but these these cabins, I would say, are more of the cozy cabins. Yeah. You know, we have one that looks like a treehouse. We have a couple beds. of A-frames. Yeah, we heard that real bed. Thing. You know, <laughs> there's a fireplace in each of them, a little yeah. kitchenette. And did um, we mention sort of real beds? Real beds. Yeah. Real beds. They're great. Yeah. As opposed to fake ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologize. Opposed to sleeping on fake beds. Uh, but I, I've never, I've never heard anybody regret. Yeah. Um, doing something intentional relationally with somebody you know like it always turns out to be a fun memory a laughter of some sorts you know because there is i mean there is some stupidity that happens at times you know um not saying that you need to laugh at each other's expense but that's part of sharing life is you create memories and i love the phrase that you say dave all the time you said at the start of this show you know a change of pace and a change of place challenges your perspective and and that's i think what we do well especially in a world that is so plugged in and so connected um, I think it's great for an opportunity for people to get away from their phones yeah. and to be intentional about not tuning into the news. Um, and, and we've created a bubble where you can do that. And I think that's also what people enjoy. Like we're getting ready for men to come and invade us this weekend at that's our men's right. retreat here at Silver Ranch. We'll have 200 men coming. And we'll it's fun to watch. We'll burn 5,000 cords of wood. Oh, man. There's <laughs> fires going all over the place, controlled in yeah. fire pits. Yeah. Um, there'll be guys fishing. There'll be guys just sitting around a campfire talking. Yeah. There'll be guys, you know, walking around, shooting guns. Well, not walking around shooting guns, but at a gun range. <laughs> Hopefully not. So I yeah. need to I need let's, to. Let's refine that. I need to be more concise we in my sentences. We do have a gun range. Yeah, we do have a gun range. It would be at the gun range or not walking around. This is not the Wild West. No wild herbs. But, I mean, it's turned into something like, I mean, technically the retreat is from a Friday to a Sunday. But I don't know how, how many years ago we, we had men saying, hey, can I come up early? And it became such a request that we're like, all right, let's just have an early start option. So today is the early start option, and we'll probably have a quarter of the 200 men show up today because they can't get enough of getting away. That's right. And that's, you know, and so if you've never had an opportunity to do that, you know, feel free to check out Silver Ranch. Like I said, we host women's retreats, men's retreats. We just had a father-son retreat. Last weekend, we have a father-daughter retreat coming up. We do family camps. And it's all, like I said, we all do it to create excuses to take away any excuses for you to say, well, I can't because I got a family or, well, I can't because right. of this. It's like, hey, I don't care what circumstances you are. Come up and enjoy life with other people. Yeah, you know, as, as a husband, I would encourage my wife to go do something like this. As If you're a wife, you should encourage your husband to do this. This is good for them. Yeah. And it would be good for your marriage. It would be good for them to get away with guys. And, and dads, you can do it. Yeah, you can. You can watch the kids. Yes. Right. You're not. You'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. You know, no problem. If man. you if you need to know anything, send your request to Dave at Silver. <laughs> yeah. And I'll forward those to Jason. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you know what? You know it's interesting. I, several years ago, I started a list, and it, I don't really write it down, so it's a list in my head of things that I want to do every year that I've never done before. Yeah. And and I want to learn it with somebody. So in other words, I want to do it. And, and totally be ignorant with somebody else and do it and learn it. Yeah. And there's something fun about that. So uh, recently, last year, there, there were some young guys that I taught that to. I said, here's, do this in life and you'll enjoy life. I'm mean, As far as, not, you know, obviously you need to know God, but be with people and go teach people what you know, even if you don't know everything about it. Mm. And up here, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, Jason, 
when there's places that are you would consider secret, like, oh, there's good hunting over here, there's good blackberry patches here, there's, and I tell them, share that yeah. with people. And what what's funny is people in general don't want to do that. That's my resource. Yeah. But it isn't. God grew that. They're free. So every time this these two kids that I taught how to uh, fly fish, which I told you how much I know how to fly fish, <laughs> and, and they're way beyond me now. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so whenever they tell me they did a new adventure, I would look at them and say, where was this? Where did you get that good fish? Where did you get those berries? At first they hesitate. Now they just tell me and they tell everyone else. So they, they went and they found this cranberry bog, and I asked them, where's the cranberry bog? Oh, it's right here. And they showed me, and they got it on my phone. I went there and got cranberries. Then I went, took my wife there, and said, you got to see this cranberry bog. This is really cool. I told you, Jason, you got to yeah. go there with your kids. Yeah. Nothing else. Walk on the bog. Yeah. Why? Because it's a freaky experience. Yeah. Just to walk on the bog is weird. And so I'm out there just like a kid walking on a bog, picking berries, you know, and, and enjoying myself. And I'm thinking, this enriches a life. I could be sitting in a lazy boy trying to watch somebody else pick cranberries, I guess, on a cranberry documentary. But <laughs> instead, I'm out here sloshing around in this bog. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's those kinds of things. So now, you know, I've already done the wild blueberries and cranberries and blackberries and raspberries. Now I now I, I was telling the guy, he said, what do you want to learn next? I said, I want to learn how to hunt turkey. And uh, I, I wouldn't mind doing it with my crossbow. You just step on the right. gas pedal a little bit quicker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that too. And he said, oh, well, I love it. And he told, went into this big thing. So now I got a, a guy working on helping me get to the point where he's going to help me hunt turkey and figure oh out how to do that. Wow. And I'm thinking, yeah. I said, well, I got this gun. And he just kind of smiled like, okay, well, I guess we can use that one. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's not the right gun. Right. <laughs> I, I really would rather use my crossbow. And he's kind of snickering at me. I said, not only do I want a crossbow, but I'd like to get a headshot with the crossbow, you know. So can you hunt turkeys yeah. with a crossbow? I believe so. I, I, think I mean, you, obviously. I think you do anything with a crossbow. I, right. Yeah, maybe that was a silly <laughs> question. but. Well, in any, any case, then I kept – telling him my gun and he kept I, I have the wrong number I keep saying so he kept correcting it like no <laughs> this, this is the gun you have <laughs> and yes it would work but you know but the fun part is that guy and I have developed a relationship just from talking about turkey hunting right yeah and and when we go I have no qualm saying I don't know how to do this at all yeah and and the fun part is the bond that's made from that. We don't do that enough anymore. We go to YouTube. Mm -hmm. Or we do the endless scroll on TikTok. Yeah, I right. mean, you could do that if you want, but you're missing the relationship then. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can learn how to take somebody's appendix out on YouTube if you want to. I wouldn't trust you. I wouldn't YouTube. trust that either. But the bottom line is, you know, when I uh, when I uh, shot the, f the first deer without knowing how to, you know, gut it or anything, I had that option. I could go to YouTube. Instead, I called people. Sure. And said, come on over. Right. Just got this deer. Got, help me. Show me how to do this. Yeah. And, you know, then we talked about it for months. Mm -hmm. Just the fun of, you know, watching somebody gut a deer for the first time and throw stuff around and, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. So very, very interesting life. Uh, but you got to be able to look at these resources and start taking advantage of them. And we invite you to do that. Um, get adventurous a little bit and do that and let the refuge be a part of that. Yep.
as yeah. you can. Well, and it starts with you making the decision to be intentional in your relationships. You know, it doesn't matter if you come up here to camp or to refuge or not. Like, you just need to make the decision to put down your phone and to actually dialogue with people. We've become a generation, I think, where we, we've lost the the ability to communicate and to have those relationships. And so if you're a listener, I encourage you, you know, what can you do today to go out of your way to build and invest in a relationship with somebody? You know, don't just text somebody, pick up the phone and call them or go visit them. Um, But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for that episode today. I encourage you to head over to silverbridgeranch.org, wolfforrefuge.org, the Nicolay Bible Institute. And if you want to listen to other conversations that we have, we just talk about life and the ways that you can apply God's word to it. So you can download previous episodes there. But for now, this is Jason, Dave, and Aaron on Younger and Older. We'll take care. See you next time. Bye-bye.